I remember this day very fondly. It was a sort of a typical, I think, fall afternoon, fall uh, midday, and and all of a sudden, all of these primarily women started showing up. They started coming through the, the doors that are down there, the antrum doors, as we call them, by the office, and they started they started coming in and. Um, and maybe that wouldn't be so unusual. It wasn't, it wasn't a day when the circle was meeting. It wasn't a day when we, all, when we were hosting um, a group called the Larks, which is another, another group of women. Because most of the women on that day who were coming in were wearing long dresses and headscarves. And they were bringing food to share with each other. It was clear that the, the majority of the women who were and the people who were coming that day were not from this country because you could hear the languages being spoken, that, that English was not their first language. It was also very clear that um, they, these probably were not Jesus followers. These were Muslim women, I think most of them at that, on that day coming from Afghanistan, who had come from Afghanistan And we're coming to this place to be in this room to share food and drink with Muslim sisters, but also with Christian sisters to develop a community because there were so many of them now they couldn't meet in the the small apartments anymore that that they lived in. And I remember that day because I thought, what is their experience of Christians? What do they know coming from Afghanistan? What are the stories that they may have been told about what Christians are and what Christians are about? And here they are coming and trusting, coming into this clearly Christian building. Big cross on the steeple. Big cross in the sanctuary. Big cross in this sanctuary. In this place where they were going to eat. And yet, what they were finding here was welcome. They were finding here a place that because of the people who are part of this congregation, they were finding an openness that is God-centered and welcoming to all people, regardless of where they have come from or what their religion is providing a place of welcome and a place where they could find safety and food and fellowship. And I thought, this is what it's about. This is what the gospel means to me. And it was one of those times as a pastor where I thought, you know what? Maybe it really all does matter. Because sometimes you just don't know. You live your life you give and you care and you, and, and, and you, and you feel like you're trying, you're trying to move things forward in God's name. You're, you're, you're seeking where God is already at work because that's one thing good Presbyterians believe is that God is already at work and God's work is going to continue long after we, we are on this earth. But just to have that sense on that day that the kingdom was present. That all God's people were coming from north and south and east and west to feast at a table. To share food and fellowship in the safety of this place. Built by people who called Jesus Lord.
but welcoming to all people with grace and with hope, with a vision for God's future for all people. This passage that I read, most of us get hung up on, am I a sheep or am I a, am I a goat, right? I mean, do I bleat one way or bleat the other? That was supposed to be a joke, but... I, well, I'm not a stand-up comedian, thank goodness. I'll keep my, I'll keep my day job, Ross, okay? Keep my day job. I, I think most of us get, get caught up in that. We feel guilty. Go, well, well, am I doing the right things? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? But what, what I have to say about all of that is, you know what? The answers, the answers about what we're supposed to do and be as people who follow Jesus are easy. The answers are easy. We know what we need to do in order to love people. I think Henry Nouwen said that. We, we know how to do what it is to do the loving thing. The thing that we have problems with is living the answer. Living the answer. Because when we live the answer of love, we make ourselves vulnerable. We open ourselves up to things that we don't understand. What do I know, a white boy from northwestern Nebraska growing up on a dairy farm, what do I know what it's like for an Afghani woman growing up underneath oppression, perhaps, being persecuted, then perhaps working for a foreign government to help that foreign government make make a change in in the life of 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 Afghanistan, and then being afraid for her life because she's helped that foreign government, namely the United States of America. Or maybe her husband did. What do I know about an, an, a, a woman who comes here and is resettled in Richmond who has never not cared for her own children? Who has never sat behind the wheel of a car but finds her play, her, herself in a community where the only way her family is going to survive is if she is able to drive? I don't know that I understand that. But when we trust in the gospel of Jesus, when we trust that God is in the midst of all of that, when we make ourselves vulnerable, when we open ourselves up to things that we don't understand, that God is in the midst of it. That God is in the midst of it. And that that is our call as followers of Jesus. We trust what God is doing. We may hope that it turns out a certain way. We may hope that it goes our way. (laughs) And it may and it may not. But what we believe in Jesus Christ is that in the end, everything is made right. Everything is set to rights. Everyone is reconciled. And even the dirt that has not produced fruit, in the end is redeemed to be bountiful and fruitful so that all people might be fed, that all people may come from north and south and east and west and feast at God's table as one underneath the one who created it all, who sustains it all, and redeems it all. And so I may not understand what it is to be a refugee in the very strict sense of that word. 
But I think I do understand what it feels like to be away from home, estranged from God, lost and not sure about what my future is, wondering if, if, if anyone would love me or care for me or forgive me for the horrific things that I've done. But in the good news of Jesus, what we find is that God's grace is sufficient. That even in the midst of all these hard things that all of us will go through, God is there. Even when we can't see, sense, taste, or touch God, God is in the midst of that and is calling us into a new life. When we have wandered off the path, God does not punish us. God is gently trying to nudge us back on that path. And so God puts in our lives communities and people in order to call us back to that path, to give us opportunities to use all the gifts that we have been given, the time, the talents, the resources, to be part of what God is doing right in the here and the now. I don't know what God is doing with this refugee crisis. The stories that we read, and, and we know, I think, that something, something like up to a half, one half of all of those affected by this mass migration, by this refugee crisis, are children. Children. I don't know what God is doing in this refugee crisis, but I hold on to the hope that what God is going to do in us and through us and through all of this is something powerful. To open our eyes and our minds and our hearts to the rest of the world, to get us out from our, just our own little parochial ways of doing things, to look out into the world and say, God has a grander vision than what we are living out as humanity right now. And I want to be part of that. And Westminster Church, if you're a, if you're a part of this um, community, you, we are a part of that. Through our work with Reestablish Richmond, as you've heard. Now, maybe we haven't been personally involved, but it is because of the resources and, and, and the time and the talents that you share that we are able to offer this beautiful space for training, for hospitality, for welcome. And that is just one arm of our ministry. That is just one arm of our ministry. And so today, if you feel like you are a bit of a refugee from God, God is seeking you out. God is seeking to draw you back on the path. And perhaps today God is speaking into your heart a call to give of yourself in a different way. And so I encourage you to just listen, for, listen to that voice to heed that call. Because today, as much as any other time in history, we need people who are reconcilers, who are lovers, who are hope bringers in the name of Jesus. And we are invited into that each and every day in the name of our Lord and Savior. So may you reimagine today, refugees, may you reimagine your response to God's grace in your life. And may we all be blessed into God's future. Amen.